It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams, and we've got the man, the myth, the Kroger joining us a day late from where we usually have him, so this is a mini bonus victory Tuesday. James was up in San Francisco watching the game with a, an enemy territory, so I'm excited to hear about that. James, how you doing, bud? Hey, bud. Hey, sorry to be tardy to the party, everybody, I'm, <laughs> uh, but I'm back. Uh, I was in enemy territory watching a game with some 49ers fans, but I'm here and I had to jump on this week to, to chat about this game and everything going on with Rams because, dude, the stats, the stats are crazy right now. Yeah, it was an exciting game. It was a game that we kind of really needed against a, a lesser opponent to come in and really dominate mm-hmm. it from beginning to end. I was dying to get your take on all these things yesterday as I jumped on the mic, so I'm glad you were here with us today. Fresh down from San Francisco, so you'll have some good takes for us. Guys, this episode is going to be a great one. We've got some pro football focus stats. We've got some questions from the fans, you, the listeners. We're going to pick James's brain on the game. Uh, we'll start to kind of peek forward a little bit as this is Packers week, and we've got a crossover tomorrow, so make sure to tune into that. It's going to be a really good one. And then, obviously, we've got Vinny Bonsignor on Tuesday and Serena Morales on Friday, so this week is already lit with Mr. James Kroger starting us out with our first guest appearance of the week. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Locked On Rams and all accounts, and as well as Rams Podcast. Me and James are going to jump on the mic tomorrow. Do more of a long-form version, hour, kind of kick around some of this stuff. We're going to cover all the, all the takes from beginning to end. Uh, look ahead to Green Bay as well. So give that a follow, at Rams Podcast. And then our personals, LA underscore Rambling Bear and at Kroger 3 Woo! And then you can find the show on Spotify and iTunes, Google Podcast, all that good stuff. You know the deal, guys. Go check out Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. He's got great guests Monday through Friday. Vinny Lyre with the Fantasy Football Show, two of my favorites here on the network. And then it's basketball season, baby. LeBron made his debut. Wasn't the best, but you know what? No one's going to forget it when punches are thrown. That was a really, really <laughs> good Lockdown Lakers. If you guys haven't checked that, go back and find that one. It was really good. And Clippers trying to make a, make a splash here in L.A. Still, go give them a follow. And then anybody else that you guys are enjoying in the NBA scene, I know we've got some fans from – the Denver area, so the Nuggets podcast is really good. We've got some fans uh, from Utah. The Utah Jazz podcast was started by our CEO and creator, David Locke, so give that one a listen. Bunch of great stuff on the network, so dibble and dabble around as you may, but always come back to Lockdown Rams because we're talking the best team in the NFL. James, how does that feel when you hear that? Well, I mean, I felt that way all season and a little bit of last season. So it's feeling better and better as I see these stats line up. The fact that, you know, we've won by three 20 plus points uh, games so far, which leads the NFL. It just, you know, I saw a discussion on ESPN today. Who's who's the best right now? And it was no doubt the Rams because people were comparing us to Kansas City and even, of course, New England's in that conversation. So, you know, I'm happy to see that no matter what, um, we can get into this later in the show, but everybody's really pointing to the Rams right now. Yeah, it's weird. They're slowly becoming that talk of like, it went from like, oh, that's cool. We're still undefeated. And 
you know, this team's dominant, and who's going to be the first match, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later because that was a question that we got, I think, for Rams podcast, but we can talk about a little bit here on Lockdown as well. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of really interesting matchups coming up, but now you're starting to get that talk as we're 7-0. It starts to click over. Like this is this hasn't happened to the Rams since what I think it was '85 or something like that. I mean, it's been a long time since they've started this good, and not many teams start this this well. So, a lot of questions as far as how far can they go. I actually talked with David Locke the other day. Uh, we did kind of a, a teaser episode, and that was one of his questions. You know, the Miami Dolphins team of way back in the day. They always get together and pop champagne when that team loses. And his question was like. Do you think you're in that category where you're going to make these guys nervous? And I said, well, I mean, if we can get through these next handful of games against Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, and obviously we've got the Seahawks again, uh, if we can get through some of these tough matchups, then you look at the schedule, you look at the momentum that can be built, and it, you know that's going to be a talk that we're going to have to continue to have. Yeah, and I think everybody's having that talk because you you know you talk about the other side of the table, the Chiefs. Well, they had to play New England, right? And they really gave them a game. It went down to the wire, and they each scored forty plus points. The Chiefs had forty, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what everybody's saying is, hey, the Rams haven't had the most difficult schedule, and they're really going to be put to the test when they face the Packers at home. Of course, we got Drew Brees there, and then the game you you'll be at. I'm gonna skip oh. over the Seahawks right now. But the Chiefs and Mexico, man, that's the real bullseye right now that everybody's wondering who's going to be the best of the best. That's going to be our uh, our Top Gun game right there. Hey, the best of the best. <laughs> uh, you're dangerous up there, Mav. Uh, I'm excited for that game as well. And to kind of tell a little story there, James, I don't know if you, you got the, the Snapchat I sent you, but I got my Mexico custom-made shirt in today. I wrote them because I was waiting on it, and I was like, I, I have a tracking number, but I don't know where to track it. Uh, I'm starting to get worried. Even the, month, the game's like a month away, right? And the lady wrote me, and she's like, it says it was delivered today. I go downstairs. It's in my mailbox. I'm like, all right, You jump out down. the window. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. So uh, I'll post that up for you guys because I was pretty proud of it. Custom made. It was uh, custom made by yours truly, Mr. LA underscore Rambling Bear. It was, it's a very beautiful shirt. I love it. I'm kind of jealous. I wish I had one myself. Well, if you need one, let me know. It may not get to you guys um, in time for the game, but they actually got here pretty quick. I think it was about two weeks turnaround time. Yeah, I'll put it up there and let you guys see it because I probably sent James about 400 drafts maybe. I was like, what do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? What if? And he's like, I don't even see a difference between the two, but yeah, cool. I think you can't go wrong, man. It's got a Rams player on it. Uh, well, James, we'll kick into some stuff here. Uh, we're going to get into well, – let's start with some pro football focus because you know what? Uh, we'll get to some fan questions here um, throughout the episode, but we've kind of, I've kind of let pro football focus slip in the past couple weeks. So there were some really good stats, as you mentioned. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and I'll get your take on some of these players along the way. Well, we started on the defense yesterday, so let's keep that trend this week. Hopefully we can continue to build into their confidence and let them see another great game as we've got one of the best coming into town, Aaron Rodgers, this week. So you know they will be tested couple guys that really stood out to me on the pro football focus team. Second year safety, John Johnson earned his highest single game grade of his career against the 49ers on Sunday with a 92.4. He played 48 of the possible 58 snaps on defense, but you got to remember in the fourth quarter, we started pulling starters because we were up so much. Uh, 29 of those snaps were in coverage snaps. Uh, he was targeted three times and only allowed one catch for nine yards and intercepting one of those targets, allowing a passer rating of 2.8. Uh, 
Mm, wow. That is pretty good, and that is one of those guys, and I think we talked about him a lot in the offseason, that I'm super excited because, again, we said second-year safety. We got him in the third round, I believe, and people, when we got him, were still kind of like, eh, I don't know about that pick. He has turned out to be another great mid to late round pick that the Rams have done in the last couple of years. John Johnson, I think, is going to be a special player for a long time. I think a lot. I think some people would say it kind of gives us some flexibility depending on what LaMarcus Joyner is going to do and how much he's going to cost to be able to be flexible there to not have to be kind of handcuffed in, in a big contract there because John Johnson's so good that we know that we've got a really good skill player there. Love to have them both, but really excited about John Johnson and his performance. Yeah, it was huge, man. And I chatted, I believe, on on uh, Locked On Rams earlier this week about Kittle and how you know nervous I was for him on the on the offensive side of the ball for the 49ers. But you know, John Johnson took care of that concern, and we've been talking about him since last year. And he really think he's an absolutely special player. And this defense as a whole, I mean, I can't wait to hear some of these other stats you have from Pro Football Focus, but they really stepped it up this game. And it's just one of those games where we had the sigh of relief, like, yes, this defense really is what we see, what it should be on paper and what we've been expecting all season, right? Yeah, and that secondary, again, didn't allow a reception to a wide receiver until about five minutes into the second half. So they mm. really shut down the wide receivers, and there's not a lot of big-name wide receivers there, but uh, still to have that type of you know, coverage to make them have to throw short and over the middle uh, really tells something about how how our coverage was that game. Here's another thing that really tells into the coverage, and Aaron Donald said it. Big thank yous after the game to everyone back there because he said if we didn't get the time to get to the quarterback, you know, I couldn't have had a big day. And I love I love that whole attitude from beginning to end in that locker room is always praising somebody else when someone's trying to give you praise, right? They're like, Aaron Donald, you're a beast. And he's like, my secondary is a beast. You know, um, Sean McVay, you're the best play caller ever. He's like, oh, I got all these great players. Um, everyone has that mindset of we, not me. I love it. He built it a couple years ago, and it is still being seen in one of their biggest performances. And for Aaron Donald, his biggest performance ever in his career as far as pro football focus goes, he had an absurd pass rushing day that we know, right? The crazy thing is that he dominated the run defense as well. He had a 96.5 run defense grade he was credited for three defensive stops in the run game on 16 run snaps played and that was a run percentage stop of 18.8 that was Aaron Donald's highest graded game of his career with a 95.4 just all around and we know what he did in the sacks we know about that just obnoxious strip fumble that we saw that just blew our minds and I was listening back to the show yesterday and I I just kind of skipped over that part of like how impressed I was with that play, the announcers, I love when the announcers keep talking about something and you're like, whoa, whoa I think something happened. And you see it, but the announcers don't. And they're, they're like, well, it's going to be a second down. And w- w- wait a minute, there's a commotion on the field. And you're like, yeah, we got the ball, <laughs> dude. And uh, it was just one of those plays that, you know, no one saw it coming and he just made a hell of a play. He was asked about it after the game and he was just like, I'm strong. That's just, I took advantage of me being strong. The ball was right there. I just ripped it out. Uh, but overall, the best performance of his career. Uh, as pro football focus numbers come in. Can you get better than that, James? On top of that, dude, he's the first player ever with four sacks and six tackles for a loss. And keep in mind, everything he's been doing, he's only three sacks shy of his total for 2017 so he is just continues to ramp up the pace if you saw his sack count every single year it's growing and growing and like i said he's almost going to beat his his 2017 total so man ad is is earning that paycheck pay the man we did and and he's paying his back 
Couldn't agree more, James, and I'm so glad we paid that, man. What we're going to do is we're going to pay some bills really quick. We're going to have some words from some sponsors. We're going to step aside, uh, hear from them. We're going to be back more with James Kroger on the other side. We're going to hit some more pro football focus on the offense side of the ball. Then we'll take some questions from listeners. More right after this with James Kroger, Locked On Rams Tuesday. The Ferrari and Jaguar switching four lanes on the top down, screaming out money in the bank. All right, before we get into that next segment, I want to talk to you about one of our newest partners. Super excited about them Metro Infinity, 821 Central Ave, Monrovia, California, just off of the 210 in Monrovia. They are the must go to place. James, I know you just got a truck, but I wish. You know, you got a baby on the way. We might need to get you into a brand new Infinity. I know the guy. <laughs> the deal is, if you say locked on, they're gonna get you five hundred dollars off. They've got amazing deals going on right now. You gotta swing by their brand new multi-million dollar facility and check out the amazing selection of new and used Infinities. They are the only dealer in California that is family owned and has been in business for twenty-five years. They are the number one volume dealer in California. This is my favorite part about them. They are kind of over the old school car deal feel uh, where, you know, you feel pressure. You got to be there for hours playing back and forth games. You leave out leaving mad and and then they come back and go, well, here, here's your deal. Trust me, you're not going to get that here with these guys. Best thing I love is they'll take the deal to you. If you're at work or you're at your house or you want to go out and get some sun and say, hey, meet me down at the park. They're going to take the contract. They're going to take the car. They're going to bring it to you. They're going to let you do everything you need to to get that signed right there. No problem. They got this. They are very professional, and they're all about you and the experience. So obviously, without having to say it, but I'll say it, the bear stamp of approval. Hey, man, hassle-free is the way to be. That's the best possible way to buy a car, and that's that's the way you got to do it these days. So it's so exciting to hear that they're willing to, to take customers like that. You're right. That is the best. So if you're thinking about a new Infinity or just even in the market for a brand new car, give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you won't regret it. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. Tell them Bear sent you. You get an extra $500 off. You're welcome. I'm good for something around here. $500. It's got to be the best deal we've ever had. Uh, check them out. Big fans of them. MetroInfinity.com. Promo code locked on. All right. Might as well just keep this going. Talk to you about our next sponsor. Really excited about them. Swap.com. That's right. S-W-A-P.com. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes? Why do we need to buy kids new clothes if they just going to grow them in a few months, right? Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail prices of your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike's, J. Crew, Gap. Quality, hand-inspected items are added daily. If something doesn't fit, enjoy a hassle-free return within 30 days. And the great thing is they're friends of the show, so we've got a special offer for you listeners. 35% off selective items, your first order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Plus, find new deals every day at Swap.com's homepage. Again, Swap.com, 35% off when using the promo code LOCKEDON. Get all those brand name items up to 90% off at the world's largest consignment and thrift store, Swap.com. Lockdown always brings you the best deals, and here is another one: thirty-five percent off your first order when using the promo code Lockdown. Swap.com promo code Lockdown. In the Ferrari and Jaguar, switching four lanes on the top down, screaming out money in the bank. Bubble hard in the double. All right, Rams Nation, we are back 
Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. We've got James Kroger with us. We are talking pro football focus stats. We're taking questions from you guys. We're talking all the good stuff, getting ready, finishing up last week, getting ready for Green Bay Packers this week. So I'll jump right into it. Pro football focus, stand out on the offense. It's got to be Roger Saffold. Returned on Sunday. We all had questions. We saw him leave early in that Denver game. How healthy was he going to be? He sat out a couple practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't sure really about his status till late in the week. But he finished as the Rams' highest-graded player on the offense, 84.3. He played 24 of the 34 run snaps and earned his second-highest run-blocking grade of the season with 82.5. That is good news. We talk about that offense line, how important they are. So to see Roger Saffold on a week where you're like, eh. I know we even had a question from a listener last week that said, basically, should we even play him? Should we let him rest? And here he comes out with his best performance. That offense line, again, was a great job. Great, great job. Yeah, it's it's so great to see him healthy again. And yeah, I was worried in the beginning, but you know, came out strong. And he's a professional. He knows when he's he's ready to get out there, and he certainly did. He made Gurley and Goff look great out there. Yeah, that that complimentary of the offense line, the big cannon arm, and Todd Gurley on the ground. It's just that's the type of things that give you so much confidence going in the rest of the season, as far as you know how far this team can really go. And you talked about Jared Goff there. I want to talk about him a little bit here because, you know, there were some people out there that said, hey, Jared Goff didn't play so well. And, you know, because we want these big numbers. My big, bold prediction was, you know, Brandon Cooks getting two touchdowns and over 125 yards. We just didn't really have that many opportunities with short fields and our defense and special teams playing so well. But Jared Goff attempted five passes of 20 yards or more against the 49ers on Sunday and connected on three of them for 74 yards and a touchdown. His passer rating was 143.8 on such passes and ranked third among quarterbacks through Sunday's games and contributed to his 73.7 pass grade. Goff has now completed 13 passes of 20 yards or more on the season, three more than he had for the first seven weeks of 2017, despite having six less attempts so far this season. Chew on that. Dude, (laughs) I love it because, you know, golf's one of my favorites out there. And just the fact that he doesn't have to have an amazing game and we still toss up 39 points. And the thing that you just mentioned is he doesn't stand out like, oh, he had 358 yards and, uh, you know, four touchdowns. He he made things happen when he needed to. And it's looking back at how amazing this, this offense is as a whole. And we got, you know, you think about 20 years ago how football was. They just relied on a, on a heavy running back, even though if your quarterback was was great, the running back was was kind of the, the head of that offense. And that's the where we are right now with Todd Gurley, an MVP candidate, uh, doing great with touchdowns this year. So, you know, the fact that we can have Jared Goff have an amazing game and also have him have a decent game and still toss up 39 points just shows how much this team can expand and how great they are in all levels. We're even missing Cooper Cup, one of his favorites, and he's still right. able to make up for that and uh, you know get the ball to Woods a little bit more and, and Cooks as well and even Gurley. So you know it's it's great that we can just we can be so dynamic uh, with this offense that you know we have we have resources everywhere and amazing players all over the field. Uh, but you're right. It's just it's so great to have so many different directions that we can go with this. And we talked about the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. We talked about Jared Goff. And so I kind of want to I want to step into one of our first questions from a listener. But I want to talk to you about some news that broke today. Amari Cooper was traded uh, over to the Dallas Cowboys for a first round pick, 
which was kind of really big news. I mean, obviously, the Raiders have been not shy about trading their best players and not caring about it. Amari Cooper really has had struggled this season, so I understand where they're coming from. They got a first-rounder, and I believe like like a third or something like that, or they got to give back a third. I'm not really sure on exactly the details, but they give up a first-rounder, uh, the Cowboys do. Now that gives Oakland three first-rounders in the first round, which – you know, that's a lot in the first round, but that's a lot that you can mess up on. So I'm going to get to our first question from our boy Cody, and he wants to know about what does that mean for the Rams? Can we make a trade? I'm going to play the question. I'm going to let you take it, James. Well, hello there. Cody Buzzsaw Brown giving you a call back from Halifax, Nova Scotia. You know, another week, another Rams win. I mean, I haven't been this happy as a Rams fan since, I guess, last year. Anyway. We all saw that Amari Cooper trade go down, so here's your question. If there's one player that you could reasonably trade for and make the Rams a way better team, because we can assume that the Cowboys offense should get a nice spark from Amari Cooper, who would it be, what position would they play, and what would you give up for that player? All right. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Wow, Cody, that's a that's a great question, and it's it's tough to answer when you got an undefeated team, one of the best teams in the NFL. It's like how could how could we get better, right? I mean, the thing is, I don't think many eyes are out there wondering and and looking for uh, players that can make this team better. But to answer your question, there isn't really anybody out there that I really have my eyes on because thinking about this offense, you know, how can we get even better? I don't know if we need another receiver. We got Cooper Cup on its way back. Our offensive line is amazing. We got the best running back in the NFL, and we got a great backup running back. Our quarterback's amazing. You know, to feel sort of a safety precaution, I'd like to maybe get a better backup quarterback. But it's, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I kind of have a a hard time wondering who's out there. But I, I do have uh, an answer to what we can give up because I, I thought about this uh, before the show a little bit. One thing where I you know, kind of think we could use some improvement is consider Tyler Higby and Everett combined for three targets for one catch for f- minus five yards um, with the Jeff Sweet to Everett. Our tight ends this year, specifically Higby, haven't been – given doing too much damage offensively so if that's one area where we could potentially trade away i might be a little bit more okay with that even though it seems like todd Gurley and golf are huge fans of higby but um you know it's definitely an area of improvement in my opinion no that's a great answer james and you're right it's kind of one of those if it ain't broke don't fix it you're always trying to improve you, you see a lot of the baseball teams in the playoffs make a move to get a guy to kind of go for that championship you're like wow they're really going all in I feel like we did a lot of that in the offseason, right? We've got all those big names. Uh, there's some talk around Rams Nation about what do we think about Jamon Brown being maybe that guy. Um, you know, we've got the mm, depth nice. there, but that kind of makes me a little nervous to give up what is kind of a value for us right now. Like, you know, obviously we just talked about Saffold, came back and had one of his best games after his injury. But you never know who's going to go down at what point. So to have someone there as far as depth goes – uh, but if there is someone, and I'm going to say this before I even say it, because there's literally no chance of this happening, uh, especially it's inside the division. But we're a little banged up in the secondary. We're making it do right now. But Patrick Peterson came out today and said that he wants out of Arizona. They're, the organization <laughs> stood out and said, yeah, we're not really ready to trade you, but he's putting on some late pressure to get out of there. The Rams did try to go and get Cleo Mack when we were – you know, had everyone and their mom on the all-pro defense already on our team. So it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to kick the tires over there and figure out what was possible and what they really had to give up. I'm assuming if we saw Amari Cooper just go for a first-round pick, 
that Patrick Peterson would be a first-round pick. It's a little nerve-wracking to give up your first-round pick this late into the season. I mean, it really shows value for a player, I guess, when you get him. But I don't see it happening because I don't see them helping out the Rams in their own division. Uh, but I think that would be a guy that would really intrigue me as far as being like, okay, I'd give up a little depth. Or you mentioned a tight end situation there. Higby really hasn't done much, and Everett hasn't done much. I don't know if that's too much to their fault or really, you know, we've been running – 11 personnel like crazy and they just really mm. haven't had the options golf like i just mentioned leads or is top three in the league and throwing the ball 20 yards down the field or more so i think we're really pushing the field almost over their head uh, and we're using them a little bit more in the blocking and short yardage situations so but I, I agree with you there we either need more production from the tight ends or that's something we're not using so much this year so it gives us value to trade somewhere else i would love to see patrick peterson on our team to add to depth, even when Peters comes back, putting all those three guys would just, you wouldn't know where to throw the ball. Uh, again, <laughs> I think there's about a 2% chance or lower of that happening. But to answer your question, Cody, if I was going to go get somebody to make this team a Super Bowl contender, that's who I try to go get. It's certainly fun to think about. All right, guys, we're going to step aside really quick. We're going to get a couple more words from some sponsors. We'll be back to wrap this thing up the Tuesday edition, Lockdown Rams with James Kroger. All right, guys, before we get over to that segment, I want to talk to you guys about MyBookie.ag. You know we talk about them a lot here on the show, but go check them out. MyBookie.ag, promo code LOCKDOWN25. They're going to give you 25 bucks every time you put down 100 bucks there. This is for all users, all listeners. If you have an account, great. Throw on some extra money. They're going to give you 25 bucks. Just all you have to do is put LOCKDOWN25. They're the best place to bet and win money. You play, you win, you get paid. It's simple. It's easy. The payout's fast. They've been around forever. In-game, live betting, by far my favorite. Shout out to my boy Ranko. He's been killing it lately on my bookie. He's been kind of throwing me a bone here and there, which I'm going to be following because he's been killing it lately on my bookie. But believe me, again, money is to be made if you know what you're doing. And honestly, if you're not putting a lot of money down, it's just fun to kind of have something right on the game. The Rams will take care of you. I'll tell you that right now. MyBookie.ag, promo code LOCKDOWN25. Tell them Bears sent you. Send me some of your betting tips. Send me anything you're betting on. I'm curious to hear all you guys' takes. We're going to do another LOCKDOWN crossover this week. We're going to try to do some MyBookie picks later in the week, so stay tuned for that as well. MyBookie.ag, promo code LOCKDOWN25. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment on this little special Victory Tuesday episode. We've got Mr. James Kroger with us. James, I'm excited. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, make sure to give everyone a follow at LA underscore Rambling Bear, at Jay Kroger, at Rams Podcast, at Lockdown Rams. We're going to do our full hour episode of Rams Podcast. We're probably going to record that tomorrow, and it'll be out thursday or maybe even just a fun double friday for you i'm not sure how, when that's going to come out but it'll be a goodie i'll tell you that me and james always kind of crack a few beers let it loose have a good time uh, so if you have any mm-hmm. questions that you want to hear hit us up on the facebook group over at rams podcast and send some questions our way we'll be more than happy to answer them and i'm going to try to get that episode out wednesday morning if i can but Ooh. you know sometimes it's uh it can be a little tough but i'm going to try to stay up late tomorrow and edit so hopefully we'll get it out early for you guys. I love it. Well, I was talking in yesterday's episode about how much I'm, I'm loving JoJo Natson. I love his speed. Mm. I love his shiftiness. 
I love how he can turn the field. We didn't need him much last game, but he did have that one big return. I kind of went a little far and said, you know, I think Farrell Cooper's in trouble when he gets back and when he gets healthy that his spot might be gone. Uh, Mike Cook on Facebook hit me up and said he likes JoJo too, but he's a little concerned about his durability and how la- how long JoJo Natson can last. He mentioned when he mm-hmm. did get taken down that he got basically helicoptered by a guy that just kind of hit him with a shoulder. James, what are your thoughts on our return game, JoJo Natson, and the return of Farrow Cooper, which we talked about on Rams podcast last week, is still really up in the air. He's got probably another three, four weeks before he can return. But talk to me about that. So I really like what you said on Locked On yesterday. Sean McVay seems like the type of, of coach where if somebody's hot, you don't touch it right. You don't, you don't let them cool down. You don't want to keep that streak going. But with the concerns of the listeners, it's like, yeah, let's keep in mind JoJo Natson is the smallest player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's a tiny guy. And while he's been getting us some great punt returns and, and doing an amazing job there, you know, it's – you got to keep that in mind. You do have to be a little scared of injury. But Farrow Cooper, we have no idea what the heck's going on and when he's truly coming back. So it looks like JoJo's going to be in there for quite a while. And I'm hoping that he stays healthy because while he's so tiny, when we play some of these stronger teams like the Saints um, and the the Chiefs, I don't want him. I don't want to see him go down at all because I don't know what, where we would kind of turn out of that. And it does kind of remind me of the situation with Jamon Brown and Austin Blythe, right? Yeah. Because Jamon Brown missed the first two games, not due to injury or anything. But we're wondering how. How's this going to potentially disrupt the chemistry of this line that's been all last year together? And is Austin Blythe really going to be the answer in those first two games? They're a little bit imperative, especially Oakland, before we actually saw what went down. But, you know, Austin Blythe's still playing because he's doing an amazing job and they're getting things done offensively. So he's been replaced. And this is this is one of those hot teams where, you know, if somebody steps in and they do a good job, well, they're going to stay around because they were there at the right time. So, yeah, I understand, you know, the concern because he is literally the tiniest but he's been doing a great job so far and you know like we've been saying if if it ain't broke we don't have any reason to to fix it and uh cooper you know right now we can't we can't answer that question not knowing really he's going to be due back and he's got he's gonna have to earn that spot back because sean McVay says that about everybody he even said that about oboe who all the listeners have been asking about for a while on on whether or not he's gonna turn to active but like Sean McVay says, he's going to have to earn it before he gets in there. We're not going to rely on any history here to just make some judgment like that when what we've been doing has been successful. Yeah, I love it. You made some really good points there, and I'm glad you took that correlation early on the season because I think that's kind of what made me feel that uh, when I was speaking to it yesterday on Lockdown about the whole Jermon Brown situation is you, you, you give up a starting spot for a couple games to a professional athlete that's trying to you know fight in for their spot. You may never get mm-hmm. it back. and. Farrell really never got to work his way in. We thought this was going to be the year that he got to finally uh, excel a little bit in the offense as well. So we haven't seen that yet. So, again, it kind of plays in a disadvantage to him. So he can't just come back and be like, but remember, I'm like also a wide receiver too. And we're like, oh, we don't really remember that actually. Uh, but, and, and then I'm glad you kind of finished with Oboe because when we were talking about that question earlier about who would we trade for, another thing when I was thinking through that, and I didn't mention it last uh, segment, but – I was thinking, man, we probably could use another edge rusher, even though we just had this monster sack pouring of seven sacks this last game. But edge rusher is another guy. And then I started thinking, well, Oboe's back and, you know, might even see him as early as this week. It's some of those questions I'm going to try to get some answers out of Vinny and Serena to see when we could possibly Mm. see him. But, you know, I think where we're at with this with this roster is is uh, pretty good. And if you're trying to come in from the outside, it's going to be tough. I know they did actually work out 
a couple players over the weekend. But I think at this point, you're always looking to add to your practice squad and always trying to find you know someone to add. Uh, so I don't think we're going to see any new faces just yet. But always be on the lookout. And if they do, we got your back here at Lockdown Rams. Well, James, I'm not going to get to talk to you on Lockdown Rams until next Monday. So for these listeners, I want to really quick talk to you about this game coming up. We've got Aaron Rodgers, the big ticket game all year. I think tickets are to get in the door at the Coliseum right now are about 180 bucks, 190 bucks, which Oof. is big time up from what they've been. I mean, I think I went to the Arizona game for $14. $14. (laughs) Holy crap. I can't even go see a movie for that price. That's insane. Um, But with that being said, this is the biggest underdog Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career. Mm -hmm. Does that scare you a little bit? Like to give Aaron Rodgers like a weird extra pressure or coming off the game we just saw, are you feeling pretty confident coming in this game? Aaron Rodgers always scares me, and he's Aaron Rodgers. And you look at their record and some of the games that you've seen him, you saw him struggle against the 49ers. That was kind of a surprise. But they've had, they haven't had the best year. But you know Aaron Rodgers when he comes out to California and he, he adds that extra sixth sense that he has. Uh, and playing as a team like this, you know he's going to come out as strong. You know he's going to give it everything he has. And he's a California boy himself, so he may want to show off for the home team, hometown in the, in the West Coast, even though he's from a little bit farther up north. But, dude, Aaron Rodgers, you look at some of his stats, he has 12 touchdowns, one interception so far this season, while Goff has 14 touchdowns and five interceptions. Aaron Rodgers can make it happen if anybody can. So, um, you know, he he always scares me. But at the same time, the mess, the rest of me feels pretty good about us being willing to put up a solid fight and I'm I know this team's gonna do some damage but what I fear is it's gonna be a, a shootout right I mean I know that we're gonna put up some big numbers I know that Aaron Rodgers is gonna get some plays but when it comes down to the fourth quarter and we're going at it these two guys went to the same college at Cal right and you know we, we know that Jared Goff very much looked up to Aaron Rodgers as well and I think you believe he broke some of his his numbers at Cal and some of his records there so dude I'm I'm very much looking forward to this what I do fear is that our defense may not be what they were against San Francisco and may not be able to handle what he can do in the fourth quarter but at the same time again we had so many sacks we had seven and you know i I'm, i hope marcus peters can can do some great reads and hopefully pick off aaron Rodgers. but it's yeah it, it does scare me it scared me at the beginning of the season when i thought the green bay packers would be better and it scares me now when i know that they haven't been doing that great but again we're a, we're a pretty dope team dude so yeah. i'm feeling pretty still pretty good about it so i guess question it's an eight and a half spread you think we cover the spread? Ooh, yeah. I'm going to say yeah because, okay. you know, we've uh, we've been tossing up. We've been winning by quite a bit, and um, I'm going to say we do cover it. might just be barely. It might be by 10, 10 yeah. points, but I, I'm going to vote for it. Yeah, I mean, I'll get into it further throughout this week as we have the crossover and we've got Vinny and Serena on, uh, but I, I do really like the game we're coming off of. Aaron Rodgers likes to scramble around, and one guy that it's tougher to scramble around against because he's fast is Aaron Donald. You may run around forever, but he'll track you down. Uh, so I think Aaron's going to be very mindful of that watching film this week as he sees Aaron Donald just plowing through people. I know that Packer O-line is, isn't what it used to be. Obviously, we've seen it. Aaron Rodgers is taking some big hits this year, and he knows he's taking some big hits. So 
There was times of past when he would keep scrambling and wouldn't be afraid of those hits to try to make a play. But I think he needs to be a little bit more mindful of his body because he can't take a lot of big hits and expect to stay in this ball game. We saw us knock out Carson Wentz last year. Uh, we've knocked out a few quarterbacks along the way. So Aaron Rodgers will have to be careful. And I think it's a fourth quarter and closing team that we'll see with the L.A. Rams. Yeah, just some more fun stats. I know you're going to cover it probably tomorrow in your crossover. But look at overall total yards between the Packers and Rams. The Green Bay Packers are averaging 445 yards per game, and the Rams are averaging 457 yards per game. Mm. And then just jumping over to yards allowed, we're only 2.2 yards difference. The Green Bay Packers are averaging 349 yards allowed versus the Rams at 347. So, dude, I mean, statistically, this is a great game on paper. Yeah, I think it's going to go back down to my favorite stat and my favorite Sean McVay stat, time of possession. Got to go win that again. And then the turnover battle. We, we were obviously plus four last week. I think it was Mark Barron that said after the game, he's like, when you get three turnovers, you get like a 70% chance of winning. He's like, when you get four, you get 100% of chance of winning. So hopefully we can get four <laughs> more again for Mr. Barron and uh, we can go in and win that game. James, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Welcome back down to the sunny side of California. Get away from all those uh, mm-hmm. those uh, whiner fans and back here in Rams Nation. We are very honored to have you on the show today. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow for Rams Podcast, guys. Make sure to give that a listen. Give all of us a follow. But with that said, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.